can't speak, man. I can't get rid of the pop-up, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome back to Sorting no! Skills. What do you mean? No. <laughs> you get it wrong every time. What, the name of the podcast? Brad. Right, welcome back to Talking Heads and Tales. Brad's had an absolute hell of a day. He got into work, it was all looking good. Then New York opened. <laughs> um, the Djibouti Frank was up. He'd just not seen it coming, honestly. He nearly spat out his Greg steak bake. Look, can we've I... all had hard days before, Brad, right? Wait, wait. Can I, just, can I just say, I've been waiting here since 20 to, 20 to 9. It's not 5 to 9. Jed was just sat on his bed, not even looking for a link. And you, Pat, had just said, I'll introduce it today, and waited about 30 seconds to speak again. Yes, I'm leaving everyone with suspense. They're really excited for the new podcast. And maybe they think it's broken for the first 15 seconds. seconds. I, know, I know you're getting rid of a pop-up, but you can still speak whilst getting rid of a pop-up. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Are you struggling with multitasking that? Yeah, I am, I am. Anyway, uh, Brad, enough about doing bad intros and um, Jed being 15 minutes late to do the pod. Uh, All right, one minute. Can I just, <laughs> can I just interject? Google oh, Mail. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Level of the pyramid here, Jed. You're at the bottom because you kept us waiting for over 10 minutes. So be careful what we're saying here. Google Mail thought, your email was spam. Yeah. I get it every week, and it just went into my spam account. Um, right. So don't blame me. Do you know there's a button that you can right. say, this is not spam? And yeah, then I know I pressed emails. that, but I didn't look at it. Right. I was waiting right. for the notification. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Jed, quick observation. You must be the only person on this earth that has a googlemail.com account <laughs> rather than email.com account. And, I was an OG. Uh, Brad, how's the market looking? Come on. Good today. Bouncing. I actually don't know. Been, been too busy preoccupying myself of spending a weekend with you guys and then leaving leaving all my um, big boy duties to the day before I travel to London. So, um, right. What big boy duties have you got? Well, I need to sort of suit out, which is definitely big boy duty. Um so I ordered a jacket yesterday and then realised I need pumps for the jacket. So I had to rush to said tracker centre, which is just hell on earth. Brad, what? is this an emergency trip to London? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I won't give you none about this. Guys, <laughs> will, will I be in London and will I be ready? That's all you need to worry about. Yeah, but don't take out one poor part for waiting 15 seconds to introduce the podcast. Yeah. Well, honestly, there's not been a bit of time to warm myself up, get into it. Yeah. You know? I think it was well out of order. <clears throat> well, how, how long you how long we waited? Yeah, I think it's out of order too. Anyway, right, enough of that. <laughs> Did we all have nice weekends? And what what's what's our weeks looking like? I'm going to start with you, Brad. I try to start with you first, but you're still swinging. Both of you calm down. Still swinging. He's in. <laughs> Red Rory, it's random for someone not being able to introduce a podcast on the... Oh, he's in one of those moods, Pat. Let's just call it. Call it here. No, right. weekend was good. Spent it with you, you, um, you lads. Didn't take you 15 seconds to talk every time, Pat, which was which was good. Um, Climb Snowden, how do we find it? I must interject in that. I know you're going to say I was flying at the end, so... I will say I was flagging at the end, but other than that, I think it was a I think it was a nice wholesome weekend. Yep, I agree. Snowden was a success. Uh, I think we did it in quite a good time, even though we did get to the top, and we were a man down for uh, a short period of time. But then, then your head popped up uh, over the ledge, which was quite good because I thought we'd lost you. Just taking um, the views. I mean, yeah. I was like second highest man in um, the UK at one point so far. Yeah, Do you know what? To be fair, Brad as well. Yeah. Air gets thin up there, doesn't it? Air, air, get air gets thin. Yeah. The fact you don't think air gets thin up there is, is your problem and not mine. Um, 
the one thing that I would say is when we got to the top, it was still a bit cloudy because it was fairly early. And after 10 minutes of um, starting to go down, it all cleared up and the view would have been 10 times better. But I don't regret anything. We're probably the only three people who probably took an hour longer to climb down Snowden than climb up um, just because of the sheer amount of pissing about we did. Yeah, and I must say, the minute we go, I've never seen a man want to get down as quickly as, po- as, quickly as possible. We're, we're, yeah. we're up, we're on, on where, like, the, what's it called? Obviously, it's a peak, but what's the little, the plaque? Is it a plaque? Summit. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah, that's like the official summit, isn't it? Top. Yeah. So once we got there, we must have gone down the stairs and we must have been started walking straight away. What well, I didn't like... Shit back down. Yeah, what I didn't like about that bit is I'm I'm all right with heights, but I mean, it takes me a bit of time to get used to them. But like we're up there in the clouds, occasionally the clouds would break and you'd be like, Oh shit, that's a long way down. That is a long way down. So the colour drained from my face. Brad pretended took a post for a photo to pretend to jump off one of the cliff faces. It made me feel physically sick. By pretending to jump off, you mean stood about three meters away from the yeah. cliff face, do it, put it with his arms above his head, and it did make it did actually make the world's shittest photo as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't it didn't look like jumping off the cliff, did it? Not at no. all, no, not at all. Um, but it was a great photo, great weekend all round. I think uh, one of the highlights was um, going back, having a barbecue. Um, playing a bit of French balls and then heading to the pub, playing some pool. Brad, Brad gave it the big one before we uh, started playing pool, and then went zero and four. Specifically, specifically <laughs> asked as well. Got into the pub, went into the lounge, poked his head through the bar and said, "No, I'm not staying in here. I want to go and play pool." And then got smoked every single game. Right, if you're in a pub and there's a pool table free. It's rude not to play pool. I agree. There's money yeah. to be spent. There's fun to be had. I mean, I could not sit and watch Mansfield be... be was it Mansfield v Port Vale? Yeah, it was. Right, shit. Standard shit. Wembley, a quarter full. Not what you want to be watching. You want to be playing pool with the boys, eating some bacon fries. Trying to oh, no, the fries for the first yeah. time. Yeah, that was outside. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying the pool wasn't a uh, wasn't a good idea. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we've got a contender for Walpole of the Year, though. PW oh. saying, "Oh, I'm not good at pool," and yeah. absolutely smoking everyone. It even went right. I'll go first because I'm really bad at pool. Next minute, I'm five down, not even able to see a yellow potted, and he's there. He's going, <laughs> oh, I must be having a good game. I've had a beer. Like, no. Yeah, he's had one beer by this point. Um, I think the weekend was quite good for Walpole's contenders of the year because um, big up to the guy who walked <laughs> 80% of the way down Snowden and said to the girls, go on girls, you're not far off now. <laughs> and their heads fell off. Yeah, um, it's, only, it's only half an hour. We'd been yeah, walking a- for an hour down. <laughs> <laughs> even Honestly, best, even best that the girls completely called them out and went, "It's not though, is it? It's fucking miles." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would recommend it for anyone uh, that's not done it. Snowden. Yeah. I would recommend the route we took. I think it was definitely the better option, more scenic. Yeah. Um, you you get to you get to look at a path that looks really flat, and then when you walk back down the path, it's actually the bumpiest path you ever walk down. Which is also Walpole the uh... Yeah, agreed. Um, so I'll tell you what was the best thing to come out of this weekend, and I am really jealous of you, Brad, but it wasn't my kind of oh. wasn't my shape of headwear, but the cap you purchased was Ripper. Absolutely Ripper. Ripper. I'm surprised you both but you both did just go right, right, we need some merch here. You always Got to cap something, some, something so memorable like that. To got to cap it off with something, and that hat was. I'm proud of the hat. It'll be worn yeah. on most walks. Really good. Yeah, hat. really good. Do you want to? Do you want to, what be, does it say on it? 
Yeah, read it out, Brad. Um, it'll say perfect, perfect, and then Snowden next to that. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to bite at that and correct him, but I'm not going to. Um, um, one of my favourite things driving in uh, that you started, Brad, and I slowly uh, joined in was pointing at every single hill and saying to Pat, <laughs> is that Snowden on our driving to North Wales? And sometimes you point the same hill three or four times and the yeah. answer's the same. <laughs> but then he actually, he lied, didn't he? He said, that's Snowden. And it wasn't Snowden. No. It, that's the wool pull of the year, too. He wool pulled a yeah. wool puller. That was quite funny. Um, the worst one was when we got up the first part of that, the pig track and we turned around the corner and Jed was like, is that the top? And I was like, nah. And then we got further on the corner and he was like, I was like, that's the top. And he was like, are you fucking kidding me? We've been walking for like an hour. Um, so yeah, no, uh, that that was um, not frustrating at all at quarter seven in the morning when you were pointing at hills in the local village, knowing it was a 45 <laughs> minute drive, saying, is that Snowden? No, bro, oh, yeah. not Snowden. Uh- I could see on your dashboard, 40 minutes. Like that, it could be. You might, might, might go a different way. I mean, it, it is a good walk. It is a long walk, but you do drive up half of the half of the mountain before you get there. Yeah, but you do the same at Everest. You don't walk from sea level. I mean, you could, but it'd take you weeks. Not Nimsburger. He'll do it in seven days. <laughs> Andy, what are any zombies chasing after? I tell you what, the though. Pokemon. He'd do it a lot bloody slower with you and the boogeyman. <laughs> he would do it a lot bloody slower. If he was with me, he might not even finish. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, um, honestly, Brad, I, I've, I think you're a, you're a fit lad, but I don't think you've got Everest in you just yet. I don't think any of us have Everest in us. Oh, no, yeah, I agree. Oh, I would never, I would not never even try. No. I think Kilimanjaro was the next one I wanted to, wasn't it? That was on the... Uh... Not the other two mountains in the UK. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We're going to go from Snowden to Kilimanjaro. Well, Snowden, Scarborough Pike, and obviously Ben Nevis. Which one's... Is Snowden, like, mid to... Um, is the middle? Yeah. What's what's easier, Scarborough? Yeah, Scarfell's I think, 900-odd, and then um, Ben Nevis is, like, 1,300, I think. Because I had a look on our way back, but Dior, but there are, they, I'm pretty sure they're, they're quite accurate. Right. Well, yeah, well, we need to take them off. Yeah, definitely. Make weekends of each one. Definitely. Um, one thing that I was disappointed with is that we didn't have any Madri at the weekend. I don't think it's yet crossed the border showing. No, showing the, that how the Welsh are a bit, you know, behind the times. There was a sign outside a pub saying "under new management" with a magic sign next to it, which ultimately epitomises the takeover. But I didn't even see it on tap or anything. And not gonna lie, I had some, I had some stinkers from, from the old tap. I didn't have a good Guinness all weekend. But as Pat says, don't buy Guinness in Wales. Or as Pat says. I knew that wasn't going to be nice, Brad, but if I told you, you wouldn't, you'd have still got it, so I didn't, didn't tell you, which is also part of being a savage. Yeah, but is he wrong? Well, he wasn't Brad. wrong, but he, was, he might have been wrong in that I might not have, I might have, I might have gone different, might have gone to the old San Miguel or something like that. But, but Brad, if I told, if we were to go back in time and I'm going to ask Jed as the impartial party here to, to, to rule over this... If I turned to you in the pub, we'd, had, we'd, all, we'd all had a few beers at this point and said, if I were you, mate, I wouldn't get Guinness. Would you still got Guinness? No, I wouldn't. Mm. Bollocks. No, no, you see. No, when you, well, no, you cast yourself as a, a proud Welsh national. If you go, I've been in this pub a lot of times, don't get Guinness from here. I've gone, right. More times than you've had hot dinners, son. Yeah. It was a great, was a great local boozer, but yeah, I think the fact that it was your local part, Brad might have listened, and it wasn't the kind of place where I was and thought, you know what, there's a smashing Guinness in here. Yeah, but then if you walked into Salford City Roosters clubhouse, 
and when I won't have a Guinness from here, but it turns out some people think it's better than Dublin Guinness. We'll no, but I would think because it's kind of like a nice environment, isn't it? And I'm not saying that pub wasn't nice. I'd say <laughs> I'd use the word aged. It, it was. It was a proper pub, wasn't it? Was a, yeah, it, it was. was. A, it was a pub's pub. It was. It I think was. we are missing other facts of Friday night where not only did we get a few album photos, but we also had probably one of the best stretch martinis I've had, I must say. That was good. That's it a was. big shout. I didn't think you were that, that impressed with it. Yeah, fair. Shout out to the bank in Conway. Yeah. For well, you, Friday night <laughs> was a good night, actually. I might have saved it a bit much because you said it's the only place in Wales you can get an espresso martini, so... Um, just to just had a little bit of a flashback then from Friday night. Didn't realise how much I drank. <laughs> Do you remember when the inaudible singer in the pub said, "I'm going to sing Rewind next," and we went, "By who?" And he was like, "Balmontini." We were like, "All right, then we'll leave." <laughs> yeah, honestly, he was the only singer I've seen in a pub that needed subtitles. Oh. I could genuinely not understand one word he was saying. He sang four different songs, and honestly, they all sounded the same. It and was like I was at a techno night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other one was Tom Jones. Couldn't, couldn't have named one song he sang. He, lost me, he lost me. I went, you got any George Michael? He went, no. I went, lads, doors that way. Like, he can't be a pub singer like that and... Take a request like George Michael and turn it down. Who doesn't oh. know a George Michael song? Hey, just even go a cappella and just start singing Faith. You can do it, you can Ni- do it with your hands yeah. and your fingers, can't you? But yeah. like I, niche, I, niche, I niche but, for eighty percent of your set list to be Palmatini as well. <laughs> I think I think Faith by George Michael is just one of those that the crowd will get going as well. So you yeah. can just you can just blag <laughs> where you way through half of yeah. it. Singing, singing right. mute. Singing Rewind by Paolo Martini is not going to get the crowd going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Conversation next bit of of an older couple was louder than him singing too. It's just a bit barbaric, wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely um, an odd place. Uh, The Liverpool Arms was just down on the front where Pat lost some money on a fruity. (laughs) And Pat also said to his dad, it wasn't that busy. Bearing in mind we had to sit outside. It was that busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, right, we're dead. That, that was so inside. Tell, tell you what, Dad, could swing about 10 cats in that place. It was that quiet. Well, he's shaking his head. Um, Shall I tell you what, though? He's quiet for there. Um, Pat's mum and dad, great hospitality. Thank you very much for letting us stay. But they enjoyed the let's rinse Pat all the time. Yeah, I think one thing that they did do, which I was quite proud of my mum for doing, is she quickly got on board with some of the uh, the in-jokes, and maybe she didn't understand the in-jokes, but she was definitely getting people in, the, kneeing people in the ribs a little bit. So yeah. um, one example being asking Brad how long he's lived in Lee. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, think, I think the highlight from Sunday morning when I having breakfast because... I think you two are both getting absolutely um, rinsed, shall we say. They were both giggling to themselves. Yeah. Uh, and then Friday night when Pat got in absolutely levered and they just couldn't keep a straight face because he he couldn't articulate himself properly. Yeah. Not, not going to I don't remember that either. As in... I was shit-faced on Friday night, like, whoa, hit me. Um, were they trying to? Were they laughing at me in the lounge or later on? Because I, I went and said, I said good night to them and I was chatting to them, and my mum was like, "Could you not tell that we were both absolutely wetting ourselves?" And I was like, "Nope." But we all went in though, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the living room, I think. Yeah. Well, um, go on, Pop. No, no, I was. That was. Um, it was a good deal on Friday night, I think. We were trying to be sensible, but uh, when the wait- waiter set up camp in Brad's head, we were like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Starting very early, I think so. <laughs> and yeah. I'll tell you what, I might come out swinging, but he, went out, he came out swinging within five seconds of me just sitting down. So I asked him what pipes lager he had. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, 
Good stuff. Yeah, good weekend. Enjoyed it. Yeah, agreed. Overall, 10 out of 10. Yeah. We'll do again. Yeah, 100%. So I'm just conscious that I don't want to have everyone listen to our boring chat about the weekend, about what we did. There was all, It was also a good weekend of sport. So yeah, I feel like weekend of we sport. Should, we should touch on that. Um, to, sorry, I wanted oh, to touch man. on Challenge Cup final, Tottenham yeah. Oxford Stadium. Unreal. Probably the best stadium in the world. Just looks mint, though. Even better it? than the AJ Bell. Yeah. Uh, close, close quarters. Um, I think their one stand, which is just one whole stand and not tiered, might have more um, capacity than the whole of AJ Bell. But nah, it, it looks mint too, doesn't it? Yeah. And I mean, gone are the days that rugby league fans are going down and half filling Wembley. So, might as well move it to somewhere where, which can get a bit more atmosphere in. I mean, it's easier to get to as well. Um, I think I so. Bit, bit, not, I don't think North London's quite a good place to get to. I think like Wembley is a bit of a nightmare getting like because it's, it's not easy to get to, or it wasn't last year anyway. That might have been because of um, closures, though. But I remember it being an absolute nightmare again, getting there last year. Yeah, I think either way, you're getting a train or a bus into London and then the tube to the stadium. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think it it was a a good... Well, not experiment, because I know because of clashes that they, they had to do it, but I definitely wouldn't be mad the Challenge Cup final moving away from Wembley because I'd rather a more like a better spectacle than kind of sticking to tradition yeah no I agree however one issue is um, presenting a trophy on the pitch and that's something where it doesn't look that great yeah this really got in your teeth didn't it Brad you weren't happy about this when we, I remember what I remember, I remember thinking yeah it's sure not that big a deal you always pitch that both at Wembley, don't you? Where mm. obviously they've got the fans around them, um, normal that shit under the rails and stuff. But I quite, I quite like that about Wembley. The obviously the big walk up to to, to lift the trophy, not just walking halfway across the pitch. But then there is other sports where they do it. Like I think obviously Champions League final where um, Liverpool won um, on Saturday. Um, that was on the pitch too, wasn't it, Dad? Um. What's, what's that? Was there a football game on Saturday night? Uh, yeah. Okay. No, I didn't watch it. Um, but yeah, so the the um, the grand final they've started doing it on on the pitch, haven't they? With like getting like a big stand and stuff. I just don't think like I think it can work if they get a big stand and like make a bit of a deal of it. But it was just kind of like they were just they brought like a trestle table out, put yeah. the challenge cup on it, and we're just like people were just coming up ad hoc. It's still that shot COVID initiative where they have to pick up the trophy themselves. They can't get handed the trophy. Like, just get yeah. someone famous to, to hand it over. But it was like, what about what? a um, what about a current player handing it over? That will work nicely, no? Yeah, Ed fell off at that as well. I mean, Sam Tompkins uh, <laughs> has been in the game a while, but how has he warranted handing medals out to people he's played with and currently playing against? Yeah, and he's only, he only did the second place one. So he only did it for um, Huddersfield. Someone else stepped in for, for Wigan, which also doesn't really make sense. Yeah. Very strange. Um, so, yeah, I know you mentioned it, Brad. Champions League final. I, I might have told a bit of a porky. I did actually watch it. Um, as far as actual game of football goes... Sure. I thought, it, yeah, it wasn't wasn't anything to write home about. Obviously, Liverpool lost, slightly disappointing. Did I get over it very quickly? Yes. Did it ruin any of my evening or weekend or week or life? Not really. Um, so, yeah, as you know, <laughs> football and me don't really uh, see eye to eye at times. I think it's also a good game of football, though, either. 
wasn't even mm. enjoyable. No. no, and there's more pressing concerns about obviously how the fans are treated and stuff. Um, That's kicked off quite a lot though. I was um, I saw an announcement this morning that like uh, the Department for Culture, Media and Sport, Rangers Football Club and Liverpool are all going as like a joint consortium to UEFA to like lodge a formal investigation and complaint into how fans are getting treated. But apparently. Frankfurt are getting involved as well. Like apparently everyone's really raging about it, really poorly managed and arranged. Yeah, I think I saw videos today. The same is happening to Real Madrid fans. So I think originally, obviously, the argument, well, the one side now was that oh, it's Liverpool's fans' fault. Obviously, got history with like fan issues and stuff like that. Um, so they were saying why why wasn't like Real Madrid under that sort of like. Like, why, why weren't their fans struggling to get in and stuff like that? But then reports came out saying that they, they were. I think I think a lot of it was just the locals. Obviously, in these countries, you get loads of opportunists. So, but I also I had a friend that went to the fan park and he was saying like that the stadium just in like the worst location possible. Like it's in the roughest area. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, obviously I know football fans have got a bad reputation, especially when they go abroad. I do think it is warranted at times. But do I think it could be um, or mitigated with better organisation being a bit being a bit kind of clearer on what they should be doing when they get to the stadiums and just stuff like that? Like, I don't think it's that difficult to try and reduce the risk a little bit. But at the same time, if you're going abroad, if you're going watching some football, if you're a bit pissed, just don't start fighting people. Like, I think that's rule number one. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any, like, people getting, like, tear gassed and pepper sprayed and stuff for no reason. Like, there's loads of videos about it. It's absolutely mental. Like, I think the French police, like, when they, like, riot and stuff like that, and well, protest peacefully, supposedly, the French people at everything. The French police just seem to not give a fuck, just absolutely go hacker on everyone. Yeah, I, 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 it just puts you off, doesn't it? Like, such a big occasion should be celebrated, whether you, whether you win or lose, and the lose shouldn't, lose shouldn't be like a bitter taste. You just be like, oh, I have a better team won, or, or that sort of thing. And, when you when there's like so many external factors which are kind of like overshadowing it, it's it's it might be a tactic by a clock, might be like, actually. I know we've just lost the Premier League, lost the Champions League. That's what else can we blame? But he mm. he, he came out again and said I I found this funny, he came out and said about Courtois being uh man of the match, and I mean he had an absolutely ridiculous game. Ridiculous game. But he's kind of complaining, saying how, how that kind of sheds a light on how the game went, which is fair. But then I believe Allison got man of the match in like the 2015 Champions League final or something. So it's just very much a catch trade doing it. I don't think that's I don't think that's a measure of the game though. To be fair, like I thought Courtois was unbelievable and got, like, just absolutely unbelievable. He was on fire. Yeah, there was nothing getting past him, was there? I don't think you could come away from the game and be like. Must have been a shy game if Courtois got one of them much. Like it was a shy game, but like I, I don't think like choosing the keeper was the indicator of that. No, it was nearly as good as Jordan Pickford in the, in the build up to the relegation battle. That was actually mental. That one game that he played, which was just insane. He, was, he brought his England form to Everton. I know. Well, we had that all year, but but no. Um, I'm trying to right, see. So, yeah, I've just got a question on um, Everton, Brad. So I've seen on Twitter that Rich Allison's there's a bit of a doubt about his future, and I've seen people talk talk about him as if he's the best player Everton has ever had, and he'll go down as a great. A, I want to know your thoughts on it, and B, I want to actually know what he's done apart from score a few goals. But isn't he a striker? Isn't that his job? And has he won anything with Everton? Uh, well, you know the answer to that question because we've not won anything since 1995. Um, 
no, nah, he's a good player. He's worked dead hard. And I think he's probably bought into like Everton as a club. Uh, and especially like probably recency bias in, in how good he's been during the relegation battle. Um, yeah. But I have a few friends that always ask that how good actually is in after it, he's playing in probably like one of the worst Everton sides you can think of. That where investment's just not been not been news wisely, but I think he's he we got him for fifty million. We could probably sell him for nigh on eighty million if the right offer comes in. But yeah. he, he he's a very, very good player. Um he will be missed, but I think he's he wants to play Champions League football, he wants to win trophies, so he can't he's not gonna be doing that at Everton for the next couple of years or next century, so No, yeah. Fair enough. You can't blame a man. Um, any more? He's sport? also he's also Sorry. a top top jit out. Yeah, his hair is currently quite questionable, but a lot of people's is at the minute. Um, so before we go into this week's topic, a does anybody have any more sport to uh, talk about? I'd like to big up Checo for winning in Monaco, even though it was a bit of a strange race, but I do like him. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, agreed. I, I think that's one of the first Monaco Grand Prix that I've actually that properly enjoyed. Normally it's a bit bit boring, but there's a lot of like the tops obviously with the brain always plays a massive factor, especially in them city races, but found it interesting. Um uh, Ferrari massively, massively, massively fucked up. Um yeah. Red Bull got it absolutely spot on. So fair play to them. Um, yeah. Only fault others- it. Only other sport thing I'd mention would be um, still really enjoying the NRL and how unpredictable it is at the moment. Yes, it is. Some more upsets over the weekend. Obviously, we we were busy, so we couldn't watch the games, but watch some of the highlights. Looks good. Can't wait for Origin. Yeah, looks good. The squads have been announced as well for Origin. I mean, I think going into that would probably (laughs) take Take up the hour. Yeah, uh, so we won't do that. Maybe speak about next week, a bit of an origin preview because it's the week after. The, well, sorry, the, a couple of days after when we'll next record. Um, but I just want to say that I've not got a full Jed's review. It's more a Jed's recommendation. So cool. yesterday, went to Lidl, um, saw some chocolate orange wagon wheels. Sold already, mate. I imagine yeah. they are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so orange chocolate on the outside, marshmallow, biscuit, and it's almost like a, I, I don't want to say like a marmalade because it's its a bit more artificial than that. It's more like a liquidy version of what you get in a Jaffa cake in the middle. Oh, my God, it's absolutely insane. If you see them, highly recommend. That sounds brilliant. Yeah. So what what is in the middle? So you got like the marshmallow. Yeah. And then jam. so do you know like yeah, so it's like an orange jam, but it's not like a marmalade. It's like it's like a little bit of a uh what you'd get in a Jaffa cake. Right. Jory might be out on that. I'm I'm big on the chocolate orange, but then is it not is the chocolate on the outside also chocolate orange chocolate? Yeah. Quite orangey that, isn't it? No, it's not too bad. Right. So when you have a a jam wagon wheel, do you have jam flavoured chocolate on the outside? No. What are you on about then? Well, you don't have chocolate on the inside, though. Some do. Right, should we move on? Yeah, no. (laughs) Top and bottom of it is not too orangey. That's fine. (laughs) All right. Well, Jet, you're. Uh, you were tasked this week on the top three, um, and you've gone for quite a straight down the line top three, haven't you? Yeah, so today it is top three songs. No, I'm joking. Uh, so I've gone with something a little bit different, and it's not a top three. So uh, we did five aside of sports people the other week, which I thought led to some quite fun topics. Uh, so this week we have done make a band with sports people or out of sports people. So the band should have a lead singer, a lead guitarist, a bass player, 
a drummer and a wild card. So you can just choose another instrument. Um, and I have, I did say this and I have stuck to it, just one person from each sport. So we get a bit of variety. Uh, early thoughts on the topic. What were you thinking? Um, early thoughts. My thought was, sports people are quite reclusive, aren't they? You don't really have an insight into what they do out, out the pitch, especially like big sports stars like football. So quite difficult in saying you'd be good at this, you'd be good at that. But um, I've narrowed it down anyway to particular sports at particular instruments. Yeah, I've not really picked it on actual talent. I've picked it on kind of personalities. Yeah. I've based it entirely on what they look like. Nice. And, and, well, actually, no, I've done it a bit of a mix. I've based it entirely on like the vibes I get when I look at them and one or two instances of personality where they'd, where they'd fit into that role. One thing I would have had to do, though, Jen, late substitution into my band lineup. I didn't realise they were all coming from different sports. No, no they don't I'm not have to. to that. Okay, that's fine. All right, okay, Sam. You I'm can sorry. just ignore ignore what I say next time. Sorry, Jalen, you're out again. <laughs> <laughs> you're not in the band. <laughs> all right, so, uh, should I go first? Yeah, what, what, how are we doing it? Are we going singer so we all do lead then? singers? Yeah, yeah. So, my lead singer, obviously, it needs to be somebody who's used to being at the front. Uh, someone who's got a bit of an ego, very animated, bit of a poster boy, quite popular, good at what he does. So, th- this is more off personality and them kind of characteristics rather than, well, rather than, not looks, but... I don't really see him visually fronting a band, but he's fronting my band, and it is ex-England Test cricket captain Virat Kohli. England, India, India. Sorry, like it. Nice. Wait, you threw me there. Michael Kinnell is a very good bowler. I'm sure he's Indian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he is Indian. Yes, he's singing for you. He's yeah. singing. He's, your he's front my lead man. singer. Yeah, he's my front man. He's I'm like not sure. I'm not You've sure seen him on a cricket world. pitch. Yeah, I mean, putting football in 101, room 101, to Vera Coley, lead, lead singer of your band. So yeah. You're going rogue. <laughs> no, he's animated. He, like, all the best front men can't really sing on the face of it. They're just very animated and can get can get through on ego. Mick Jagger, uh, Liam Gallagher. I mean, I I'm can't think of a third off the top of my head. But yeah, I, I could, I, he's popular. He's one, he's one of the most popular guys on the planet just because he's yeah. got the following in India. Instant I mean, they're never going to struggle. Yeah, you're yeah. not. You, you, yeah. You're going to have a really annoying fan base, though. But hey, cricket fans. You're be really fans. bad on Twitter. Yeah, cricket fans on Twitter are just too intense. Yeah, um, I agree. But can yeah, I just make but, sure I've got these bits right? So you've got singer, drums, guitar, what else? Bass and a wild card. Rod's still doing this. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. I just, I just wanted to make sure I had it right. Bass. Yeah. Do you have bass slash keyboard? Well, won't keyboard be a wild card? No, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a quality wild card. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a WWE wrestler by any chance? Is it the bogeyman? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Mouthful of worms and hands on a on a tambourine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can do bass slash keyboard, Brad. Glad to, see, glad to see mine's, mine's been stuck too. Okay, <laughs> who's your lead singer, Brad? Go on. Um, I've gone for this man because I know he also leads from the front. Yeah. Um, loves to score a goal. Also loves to sing on the karaoke, from what I've read and heard. So I'm going former Everton and Manchester United striker, Wayne Rooney. Nice. Nice. He's exactly loves. what I picture when it comes to front man in a band. Yeah. Loves loves the karaoke. I've gone I've gone very much for the it's a sort of band you won't mess with. Proper rock and roll. Yeah. Head butted everyone. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, it. Like it. Like throwing TVs out of windows and stuff like that. Does exactly. he strike you as the sort of bloke that's got a bit of chat between each song, or do you think he just comes on, does his set and leaves? I think he probably chats more than he sings. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And 
he's got a scandal in him. Yeah, like, all good rock, like all good rock and roll stars. He would be on the front newspaper every week for not singing and doing other stuff. Yeah, exactly. Good pick, Brad. Like it. Go on, Pat. My lead singer, um, so it wasn't chosen based purely on vibe that I got when I looked at them. Uh, one of very few, actually, on this list. Um, possibly the only one. Uh, if you've not heard him sing Elvis whilst fielding on the cricket pitch, you should. It's on YouTube. It's Freddie Flintoff. Nice. Yeah. A lot of charisma as well. Yeah. He can just, you know, he can please a crowd. He entertains. He's got good chat. And he brings that sort of, a bit like you, Jed, brings that Cocker Spaniel type energy to a, a situation that, um, you couldn't you couldn't surround yourself with all the time. Yeah, new taxi and new me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Freddie Flintoff. All right. Then. Yeah, like it. Not not much else to add. Good choice. So lead guitarist. guitarist. So all right. So I've gone with somebody who's he's very cool. I can imagine him. Surrounded by all the girls, you know, just like a little bit reserved, but he's hot and he's just gonna he's just gonna be like I wanna say the surge kind of character in the band, you know, Kasabian. Like he's not the front man, so to say, but everyone knows who he is and everyone knows the band because of him. It is he will be very good at festivals when it's raining because he does better with wet hair. Oh, Nico Hines. Hot boy Nico Hines. Love hot boy Nico. Nico Hines. I think yeah. I've heard he only performs when it rains. Yeah. I mean, one of the greatest vid- videos of live performances I think I've ever seen is when uh, the Goo Goo Dolls play Iris um, at a festival in like South America. If you've not watched it, watch it on YouTube. Um yeah, it's very, very good. And I just think there's something about singing in the rain, not the song, but the, the act, that um, just makes, just just brings out the emotion. And I really think Nico at the front, like I'm imagining some, some tight, some tight trousers, maybe like a, a baggy white T-shirt in the rain, wet hair, absolutely slaying it on the guitar. I'm all there. Yeah. I can get on board with that. Yeah, I like it. Brad. So, it's actually funny, that funny Mike guitarist, because he actually performs quite a lot over in Australia on NRL. So, I've got Dale Finucane. He can sing and he can play guitar. So, he's my backing singer and guitarist, because he will just take over and Wayne Moody doesn't need to sing. He just needs to be there for the vibes. So, I've got Dale Finucane, because... Any he also looks like he's a tough man, so. Yeah, is he... Um, I'm already liking that you've got a rugged look going on in your band, haven't you? More to come. More to come. Oh, God, I'm excited, Brad. Are you going to be, like, the manager of this band? Uh, no, I'm more of a fan. I like, like to be front and centre, front, front stage, at the front, singing all the songs. Being a manager a bit boring. It'd be a headache with these lot, too. What, yeah. what genre would you band be, Brad? Uh, I think probably go indie at the minute. Okay. Nice. Feeling it. Yeah. I mean, the um, the setup of the band, obviously, there's not many um, not many genres that, that they can be. But, I mean, at the minute, mine's looking a bit strange with an Indian lead singer and an Australian lead guitarist. Yeah. I mean, I asked that question, Brad. I couldn't answer it myself. Yeah, I've yeah. gone for stocky white lads who are balding. <laughs> nice. So his that's... friend of the pod, Sheffield Eagle, in your, uh, in your <laughs> whoa, too soon. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so that pod. doesn't place any sort of stereotype of band, shall we say? Yeah. So apologies to the friend of the pod if you if you do listen. I love you, uh, Pat Lead Singer. <laughs> Uh, lead guitarist, sorry. Uh, lead guitarist for me uh, is the sort of lead guitarist that would finish his set and smash his guitar in half. Um, he's got the hair for it. 
he also is a bit of a showman, does like to entertain, but he also likes to wind people up. And I think that's a good quality in a lead guitarist. Um, I've gone for Fafter Clerk. Nice. Yeah, I see it. A bit yeah. short. A bit short. Um, might have yeah. to wear some boots or something. Especially when Fred, yeah, especially when Freddie's lead, leading. But I'm I'm seeing Freddie Fernoff as more of a Freddie Mercury. Like there's a long walkway into the crowd and he's doing his bit, strutting his stuff. Just keep Faf somewhere higher up than him on his guitar. Like on a on like a <laughs> podium kind of yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you don't yeah, see yeah. you don't see many small guitarists to be fair, Pat. No, you don't. That's why my band's different. That's how yeah, they're different. You're breaking the stereotype. <laughs> I also already like the um the conversations that are going on backstage in your band. Yeah, there needs to be a bit of conflict between Freddie and Faf, I think. Yeah. Yeah, already like it. All right. So my bass player. I've gone with somebody who's a bit more mature, somebody who's going to be the dad of the group, but he's also cool as fuck. And I can imagine when he wants to, he can absolutely send it. He's used to being a little bit extreme, so probably gives... He's the only... It's the only one, really, you look at and go, yeah, I can imagine you being in a band, out of my, out of my band, probably. But it's... Skateboarding legend, Tony Hawk. Class. Yeah. <laughs> Rogue and very class. Yeah. So I've gone with, I've gone from Indian lead singer into hot boy Australian guitarist into middle-aged American bass player. So already the... That's a band for one-off gigs, not tours, that, isn't it? Yeah. The vibe of my band is, is coming together quite nicely, I think. And he's just, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen interviews or, or programmes with him, but he seems quite calm, a bit level-headed, might bring bring the group together. But yeah, I definitely, I can't imagine, I can't imagine them three so far doing well on on long bus trips and, and throw my drummer into the mix and it's going to get a bit tasty. If there was to be Glastonbury or Band Jad, what's, what? What that? What sort of like stage would they be on, and at what time would you would you guess it'd be on? Well, I'm not familiar with all the all the stage names, but they're definitely not going to be on the main one, and they're definitely okay. going to be about three pm. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's going to be like there's still some people supporting them there. Yeah, it's it's going to be like an experimental band. Do you know, like when everyone else, when everyone's kind of a bit hazy from the night before just kind of walking around maybe having the first drink of the day just coming across his band looking on stage thinking what the fuck is going on there yeah um, like it. but the, the vibe they get into it they just sit down plod along so uh, Tony Hawk's definitely going to do some slap bass now and again um, maybe a bit of a blues section uh, which is going to come into my wild card ooh Stay tuned. Uh, Brad, who's your keyboarder? Because you've not got a bass player. Do you know what? I'm, my keyboarder could also play bass because he's going to be there for purely vibe and purely <laughs> just to bring the bass in. Um, big drinker. Loves loves a, loves a sing-song. Um, loves performing in front of people. I'm going to go Ricky Atten. <laughs> nice. Love that. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing either playing, <laughs> playing bass or playing piano, but he'd be class to have around. He would just be he'd be there for vibe and vibe only. Yeah, I mean, I you could probably get hundred people in a lineup and say who out of these <laughs> play, do these people play bass and or piano? Yes or no? And he's going to be bottom of that list. He'd be under five hundred, won't he? Yeah, but. I like it. You always need someone in a band who doesn't really know what they're doing, but is there purely on vibe. And again, he fits the middle-aged kind of balding. It's like Ezra the Maracas, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, what kind of what kind of shows do you see your band playing, Brad? Where do you kind of, what do you kind of see him playing at, like the Legion in Jesmond, or oh, headlining Pyramid? I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Or like the legend slot. 
on yeah. a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when the cure went back to Leeds. There's only like really old people there and it was a bit of shit. But that, that, that was what my band be like. Yeah, love it. Go on, Pat. Nice. Um, I actually, after long deliberation and, and a potential falling out in the band, I've actually subbed Joey back in as bass player. So, um, Joe Linton, particularly with blonde hair, is going to play bass for me. Um, he strikes me as a sort of fairly chilled out bloke. Can imagine he likes a couple of beers. Um, but also, you know, get, gets into it, gets into his work. So, I, I've gone for him as a bass player. Not much to yeah. say, really, on Joey. He's big. Yeah. Like, one thing I do think about bass players is they normally, typically, they normally typically, in my mind, need to be sort of quite big, big people, um, sort of calm, calm and calm and steady influences, but not to be messed with. Um, big hands. Yeah. Did he originally join as a lead guitarist? Then a new manager came in, realised that wasn't his best position, and then got moved back to the bass. Uh, well. Yeah, if I was to be band manager, he wasn't even in the band. <laughs> but now he is. Yeah. Playing like bass. It. Playing bass, but deep down he's always wanted to be front man. Can, yeah. I, ask, can I ask who he's replaced? Um, he's replaced... Now, you're going to think this is so weird. He's replaced uh, Regan Grace. That is really weird. Yeah. Is it the just, centre as winger? Yeah, it's in the centre as winger. Because he doesn't, but he's the opposite. He doesn't strike me as particularly like up for a massive party sort of bloke. But I just thought you seem quite chilled out, quite calm. Gets on with everyone. Can't see, can't see him not getting on with many people. Um, yeah, perfect sort of bass player for me. Can not, I just say, not causing too much drama on the tour bus. Just do, doing his thing, enjoying his work, enjoying his music, enjoying being part of the band, but but nothing too controversial. Pat, when, when when we said how 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 it's our team, you said you did yours solely off looks. So looks I'm not sure. Oh, All right, okay. Uh, right, what have we got next? Have we got drums? Yeah. So my drummer, I'm gonna have to. He's. I'm gonna have to have him back in his prime, uh, and not not the modern day version, which obviously is not something we've spoke about yet, but. Gonna have him back in his prime, and I'm gonna have to have him wearing his infamous headband. Um, he is odd. He's kind of cool in his own way. Doesn't really fit in with the rest of the band. Like drummers are kind of always the outliers, and they're just absolutely mental. Um, on my drums is John McEnroe. Like it, very angry man. Yeah, angry. He's gonna absolutely kick that drum set to shit. After every gig, uh, he's just going to be the kind of complete loose cannon. Do you know what I think uh, about him, though, Jed? He likes the sound of his own voice a bit too much, so that might be the issue. That's not what yeah. you want from a drummer. No. But I think he's going to be a bit like um, Matt, the drummer in the Arctic Monkeys, whose last name escapes me. Uh, he's the backup singer, so I think if you give him that role, he might kind of just be happy with it. But, and if he's not, Amy can kick off with everyone. Tony Hawk will calm it down. And then we'll we'll all be friends at the end of the day. Another reason why they can't gig all the time. Because yeah, he just yeah, needs yeah. to come in and get out quick. They're a once a year sort of a lot, they're not. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So, Brad, who's... who's... Not not drumming, but drumming, but playing piano for you. What? No, I'm no, not... I, I, I've got a drummer, and funnily enough, I did actually have a tennis player in there. So I've gone angry, swings the bat around quite a bit, throws it around. Will oh. probably like to take over quite a lot. So Wayne, Dale, and Ricky can just get on the sauce. I want Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> the king. <laughs> Class, yeah, I like that. Enjoy it. All you have to do is go, Nick, we don't really want to be singing it. Play, just bang them drums as hard as you can for at least half an hour. And if, it, he'll do it. I, he seems a man because he doesn't try at tennis. Probably effortless in everything he does. So he's probably good at everything he does. So I reckon get him on the drums, get two sticks in his hand, 
let him rock, let him rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, like it. Pat. Pat. Drummer for me, um, uh, mostly because I think he looks big and scary and think he could beat a drum set to shit. But also, I think he'd tour really well. I think he'd get on with the band. I think he'd be more than keen on a few beers, fight and chilling out. I've gone for um, Canberra veteran Josh Papa Elihi. Oh, he- nice. Yeah, I can imagine him at the back. Yeah. Absolutely rip it up. Yeah. And once he's done, cracking a cold one and just chewing the fat of anyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's just nice nice and chilled out as well. Yeah. 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 Love it. Right. So, wild cards. So, I am... Am I going to change my wild card last minute? Yeah, I am. Um, so I want somebody who's so they're going to be playing the sax as in the wow, saxophone okay. so I've gone with the same vibe Sam Fender saxophone player gone with that vibe uh, I want somebody who's you know older the ladies love him um, you, just, you just kind of look at him and go yeah that guy plays the sax uh, he's going to be a bit of a heartbreaker and it is WWE superstar Shawn Michaels. Class. Class. Can't beat, can't beat a wrestler. Definitely can't beat a WWE wrestler. Um, yeah. He's a heartbreak kid too, so I reckon he may take over. They have a lot of knickers and brows thrown at him, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's going to shit. Our one gig a year is going to shit. What we're going to do? Spotlight. On the heartbreak kid, just I just want the sacks for five minutes straight, and then all the crowd are going to be getting on board. There's nothing as well that can make your hips get moving more than the saxophone. That, that is right. So, if some hip action is needed, he's there, and he looks like a man that can absolutely shake him. It's quite interesting that you've thought so much about like a band that's made up of a band that works like Sam Fender's band saxophone and that but managed yeah. to choose five people that would never even spend it <laughs> in the same room yeah I mean the vibe the vibe between the band members might be a bit odd I'm not so, really getting the so what, the... You, what you said there Pat is you've, you've managed to figure out five people that you'd want in a band well, and just chosen the wrong people for that band. Yeah, I think so. It's just, I suppose you're modelling it on an, on an image and then you've gone, I know it'd be perfect for that. And then yeah. chosen five people that would just hate each other. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've kind of done what, um, what Man United have done. I've picked people who are good at their individual positions, but put them all together in a room and they just don't have a fucking clue. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, so I'd go and see them, though. Oh, yeah, I'd definitely go and see them. I mean, who doesn't want to see the sax being played by Shawn Michaels whilst um, Verrett Coley's up there doing some hip-shaking? <laughs> well, you know, singing is your lead singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brad, wild card. I'm looking forward to this. So, I've gone. Someone who uses said wild card on a daily basis when, when, in, when in his current employment. However, he has since retired. So, I've gone. And it's something that you don't really see in bands. I've gone, a man with a whistle, Mike Dean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, expert, uses a whistle every day. Could play it to any tune, I'd imagine. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe two or three at the same time. Any tune. <laughs> imagine seeing White Dean double whistling. One in each hand. To the tune of Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Flamboyant character, to say the least. He'd be unbelievable on the side. Game on his own little platform. Let him rip and tear. Him and Nick Kirioff giving it, giving it, 
giving it large. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> would it be like you wouldn't even you wouldn't even challenge him with like a musical instrument that's similar to a whistle but not a whistle? You'd just be like, Mike, bring bring your whistle and maybe bring a spare. Is he yeah. in his ref kit? Um, he's retired, so I'm let it, let him. You don't need to wear short, shorts and high socks, does he? But no one wants to be seeing that. Let him, let him, let him. Maybe wear like an Elvis outfit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Full, all in one, bright white, bit of flares. Let him wear a bit of a wig. His, his, his airline's definitely gone. I, I, I don't. I can't see a wild card better. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm struggling to think. I'm, I'm picturing your band on stage, Brad, and I'm struggling to think. Is it some a band that should be headlining the pyramid stage at Glastonbury, or is it a group of men out for John's fortieth who've accidentally stumbled across karaoke in the local boozer? I think either way, it's, it's going to be it, it one to watch. Definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm there. I'm sold. Buy me the tickets right now. I'm front and centre with you, mate. Top top choice. Pat. Okay, before I go into it, what what vibe are you getting from my band before I choose my fifth fifth person? Uh, um, I think you've got a good lead singer, but then I think What's what sort of music are they singing? Well, hopefully Elvis, because that's all faith and tough sense. Yeah, so I'm I'm yeah. I'm thinking like anyone I'm thinking like anyone who's produced a greatest hits album is the sort of music that they're going with. But I then really struggled with my fifth person. So that's anyone from ABBA to Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Classics. Stuff that you'd hear in the cut. Yeah. On a Saturday night. Or in Worldies on a Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff okay. that stuff that someone in the room has gone, this is an absolute tune. Yeah. Yeah. And it's probably us three. One of us three. Yeah. Um I've sort of I've done a full U-turn a little bit on my fifth person, though, and I, they haven't really got an instrument, but um, MC in the gig is Shaquille O'Neal. What? I just think he'd be really good at it. He'd bring a really good energy. He, he, so he's had a successful um, hip-hop career, and I just... Successful. I mean, I didn't know this until I just looked him up. But um, yeah, Shaquille O'Neal, I'd go for. So you've gone from like a funk, blues, soul, like prog rock. rock kind of vibe to introducing an MC slash hype man. So I think, the- I think, yeah, I think if if it was a gig. Sha- Shaquille would, he he probably, <laughs> I'd probably get him out pre-gig just yeah. to warm people up a little bit, get people going, get people up for it. They're there, they're enjoying themselves. I think the band would do their set, and then I'd have Big Shaq come on and do um do 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 a DJ set afterwards with all sort of classic nineties R and B and hip hop. Um, so your wild card is the support act to your band. Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, I mean, that's when bending, I said wild that is card, bending the rules. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. They all appear under the same ticket. If you got a ticket to see them, you see in all five of them. Yeah, maybe just not together. They probably have to tour together, and I just think Big Shaq in that mix with. Big Josh, Fafter Clerk, Freddie, and um, Joe Linton. I think that would that that might work. Yeah, <laughs> a few bits. All right, this is something that I didn't ask previously, but I want, and I've only just thought of this question. What's your band called? Oh, I had, I had a name. Oh. Wayne's World. Nice. Named after That's a lead singer. I'm just going to go with something completely random. Unusual oak trees. That is definitely random. 
Jacked up. Your heart. Jacked up. <laughs> That's your support act. What's your main <laughs> band called? Uh, oh, you've thrown me off. I thought I was shacked up. I haven't thought so. Um, There's more silence now than there is Ready at the start of the podcast. <laughs> this is a bit like, have you seen that thing of um, uh, a guy from Off Menu, James Acaster, where he turns to that guy and he's like, what's another word, <laughs> if you had to come up with it, what's another word for seagulls? And he just pauses and he's like, birds? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like it. All right. Uh, so your your band is called Shacked Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, nice. Um, just before we go, I had one thing in my notes which I didn't even, uh, which I forgot to say. Is Brad? Can you just sum up to me in one word how you felt when you realised Guardians of the Galaxy was on Disney Plus and you wasted four quid? Um, it's hard to put into one word. I was more. Two words. I was more relieved that I didn't have to pay for the second one. We'll, we'll, we'll say we'll, we'll go with relieved. I like the positive spin on it. Relieved because then I don't have to pay for the second. I will watch the second one because I kind of know a bit about. No, I don't know a bit about the second one. I know of the second one simply because what's the guy with the what's he called the main guy in the second one the villain. What, in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Yeah. Ego, the living planet? No. There was something that was in Fortnite. I was in Warzone. No, that's... um, That's the the Avengers. Oh, is it? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's the film we're going to make you watch after you've done Magals in the Galaxy. I swear on Guardians... On the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Thanos is in it. Yeah, but in the second one, he's not. Yeah, Thanos is thinking dad. Yeah. Gamora's a Nebula's dad. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, they all link together, Brad. They're all made by the same people, and all those films link together. It's quite amazing, actually, when you watch them all. It's incredible. I can't wait for you to watch all 20. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to wait about six years for me to do that? We did yeah. it during lockdown. Maybe we should just we just need another pandemic, and then you'll be fine. But well, monkeypox is about, so I'm sure that won't be uh, yeah, too bad. That's right. true, fellas. All right then. Another great pod. Great to see you again after spending three days with you. Yeah. Uh, great listen. Have a good, I think... good time away, Brad. I will do. I think we made some really interesting choices with our band picks. So if anyone's got any any comments or any suggestions, yeah, uh, hit us on the socials, hit us on the email. Uh, well, no, thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, to your time. Anything else to add, boys? Talk Reds and Tales at gmail.com or THNET pod. Rate and subscribe. Big up. Bye. Right.